0: Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this is isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this, all
1: this. What? the? This is the podcast starring the, Ted's. Starring the Ted,
0: starring the Ted, start the starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is the host of this year podcast, Lee Ted Smith. The greatest podcast in all the land.
2: All the land. I'll
0: tell you what, it's been so long, I can't seem to get that opening down like you used to always have it. All right, in the left corner, he's ready to rock, rocking a V neck. Goes our name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on?
1: Hot damn, boys. Look, it's been COVID for two years. Everybody's slipping. Ted actually caught the, caught the virus this week. Finally, it caught up with him. So RIP, Ted Smith. Uh, you look good. You look healthy. Let's go. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I was out in the world today and actually walked, walked home from work, like got some sun, kind of helped. Uh, <laughs> down there in the lower square, getting everything set up. Matt, Common, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt?
2: Good, hey, Ted. I went back to labeling these by the, the high numbers. We dropped the home episodes. People are, are wondering great. when the stock reports are going to come back.
1: Wow, really? Yeah, it's interesting. Well, I'll say this. Okay. Quick off the cuff, if you guys don't mind, but markets are down. I mean, crypto has been a bloodbath last two weeks. Obviously the NASDAQ was falling, bounced up a little bit today and uh, overseas markets not doing so hot with the whole Russia, Ukraine situation. Obviously that's kind of crazy. And it's tumbling into markets like Turkey, Cuba, Venezuela. So needless to say, the podcast are down right now. That's where all of our listeners are clearly. And, uh, but we'll bounce back. I see a strong summer, you know, Analysts are upgrading us. Earnings reports are reasonable year-over-year growth. So, you know, nothing to be scared of, but we're in a hold season for sure.
0: Yeah, and I have a bet going this year on the big board down at the Metropolitan Grill for what the market closes at.
1: Really? Ooh. Yeah. Wait, tell me more, dude. This, see, this is the kind of stuff that interests me. You wouldn't have even mentioned that. What's going on?
0: So when you go into the bar at the Metropolitan Grill, like when you're walking back to the bathrooms, you'll see this giant board. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because uh, a lot of bankers come in there when they get done at like one o'clock. So it's like, a, it's like a yearly contest. Like, you guess what the Dow will close at on what's it, December 30th or December 31st? So wow. I, put, I put mine in. As, my buddy was bar, uh, Rob's bar manager. He's like, yeah, go ahead, man. I'm like, oh, what do you win? He's like, you win a free dinner. I'm like, all right. So just kind of funny. So I'm, I'm at 39, I think 39 and a half. 39 and a half. Wow. <laughs> the problem is I don't know enough about the stock market. I would just sit there on St. Patrick's Day having some whiskey in a couple of years. I was like, all right, yeah, I'll go with this. And then I said 39 and a half? Yeah. And then I all started right. BSing with some people at the bar and they're like, oh, you should do this. Or you should do that. And I'm finally be like, listen, so, man, I work in radio. I don't really know a ton about this. I'm just kind of playing along. 239.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, that's a long conversation. We don't need to get into it. I like the optimism, Ted. I'll say that right now.
0: <laughs> I'm banking on things uh going back up over the summer into the fall.
1: Okay. I you know, given this uh these macro headwinds, it's gonna be tough, but if anybody could do it, it's the boys from the cast. You know, we're the right guys at the right time. <laughs>
0: Also, I am not one to uh, bitch about weather in the Northwest. I thoroughly enjoy it. <laughs> it's been a long spring, man. It has been, I mean, it's just been, it's been either rain, it's been around 60 and kind of raining three or four days a week for like a month and a half.
1: Dude, Ted, I love that you said that. I got to tell you this. So over the weekend, I flew up to Seattle. Um, it's my grandmother's funeral, RIP, but um, my family was all in town from all over the US. And of course, on Sunday, they wanted to I mean, go to the market, check out the popcorn shop. What's
0: up? Sunday was brutal.
1: Oh, I thought you were shaking your head. Like don't mention the market or your grandma's oh. funeral. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude, are you like, I know. <laughs> um, I feel like, yeah, whatever. Anyway. So, uh, yeah. So we go down to the market, of course, literally the slowest day we've had all year. So we've been telling them about this popcorn shop. It's crazy. It's busy. We do a great business. Go down there. Just crickets, dude. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, literally the slowest of any day of the week. And Sundays are usually busy. Slowest of any, any day we've had for the entire year. And I was just like, okay, well let's get some popcorn and get out of here. And it was miserable downtown. The rain was just like pissing on us the whole time. But I will say on Saturday for like an hour, right after my grandma's funeral. It was sunny out and it was so nice. Like when the Northwest hits, it hits, but she ain't hitting right now. I feel bad for you guys.
0: All right. Pete, Ted Smith. Like I said before, it's funny, like right Saturday in the morning, it was, it was raining and stuff, but then Saturday afternoon wasn't too bad, but yeah, Sunday, like I was kind of stuck in the house all weekend Sunday. I was like, Oh, it's pissing rain. Like I don't feel bad at all about being stuck in the house and missing the Sounders match. And I feel like, between, like, I know a lot of people call COVID at the uh, Champions League final and then the rain. Like, that stadium was empty on Sunday.
1: Wow. Wait, are you still on IR for your t- pub team? Uh, we, our our, our pub, t- pub team?
0: Yeah. We had a, uh, it was a bye week because the Sounders were playing on Sunday.
1: Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah. are you back in action next week or what?
0: <clears throat> uh, I'm up in the air about Sunday. I've done some walking. I got to go actually, like, Work out on it and see how it feels. We need our star Ted. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) pressure from the ownership. There's a lot of pressure from ownership in this league
1: battle. Teddy, we need goals. We need hardware. Everyone who listens to this podcast and holds shares of the podcast knows it. Let's go.
0: I also like too. They posted a picture of like people that score goals in each week, and one dude, I guess his friends from England or something. He's it's like it's like me. A couple other. Uh, bigger dudes, and he's just like, Mate, you told me you were playing soccer. Look, by the looks of these lads, it looks like rugby. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, awesome. I was like, That's that's pretty funny, <laughs> dude. Did
1: that photo ever come out of you scoring on our friend?
0: It has not yet. Trust me, dude. Okay. I, check it dude
1: I mentioned it to his son, like, mean, that was the only thing I saw, I saw him for two minutes. That's the only thing I said. I haven't seen him in five months. I was just like, Hey, man, where your dad got scored on by Ted.
0: <laughs> I did. I did see him last week uh, for literally a beer at a bar we go to all the time, and we know the bartender. As I walked in, Tony's like, "Ted, tell me the whole story." I was like, "It was off." <laughs> oh, dude, I love that man. That's awesome. But I still say the best part was not not scoring on him, but just at halftime when he walked by. And I mean, I just looked him straight in the eye and just went, "Stop looking at me. Get the f- in your goal?" I wish so badly
1: that you just had a little bit of popcorn to just sprinkle in front of the goal. Like, God, that just would have made it, man.
0: Well, even he's admitted, he's like, that kind of caught me off guard. He's like, I wanted to yell something back to you, but I didn't know what to yell. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and that just kind of came out of me. And like I said it to him, dead failing, like, back in your goal.
1: <laughs> and he's like, uh, you get back in your uh okay. Yeah, <laughs> this is my goal. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, dude. Uh, yeah.
0: it's funny it's one of my notes i put down ankle improving i'll tell you what though that bruise that knot man like i still show it off to people and they're like damn like yeah i've also i was telling my brother today like good lesson to be learned here is the 41 year old uh league athlete like maybe we don't have to go for 50 50 balls (laughs) like like somebody gets behind you like just all right (laughs) yeah let them have it or cleats up i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) man i saw a challenge over the weekend in the premier league and the dude just dove with both feet oh i mean mean, luckily he didn't get the guy too bad but it's like as soon as he hopped up he's like he's like he just jogged off it's like yeah i don't know what goes through your brain when you do something like that but you i mean he just dove both feet studs up it's like well you know you're getting a red card
1: yeah those are career enders too man like you gotta be careful with that but you see some Nasty, especially when a guy catches a guy kind of from the side, you know, or his knee buckles. Ooh.
0: yeah. Uh <laughs> all right, let's see. Speaking of oh,
1: I tried to hit mute, but there was no time. <laughs>
0: Speaking it. of sports, uh, did you guys watch it in the NBA or the NHL playoffs this weekend?
2: NHL, yes.
0: All right, NHL was phenomenal. There was game seven. Sunday had two game sevens that went to S- overtime. Yeah, I mean, just Awesome stuff. I watched the Capitals lose a game seven Friday night. I think I watched a game seven on Saturday. Kings did that too. Yeah. I I logged a lot of hockey. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I have no reason to hate the Toronto Maple Leafs, but they are so good and they continually choke in the first round. It's It's fun. Yeah. It's my new favorite thing of the spring. And like, Bob, it's so bad. Like they enter, like the players afterwards, they're just like, yeah, like we're tired of this. I, I don't know what you want us to say. Like, we, we feel it, too. We know we suck. Wow. That's like,
1: I mean, I hate to say it on this podcast, but, you know, growing up as a 20-year Mariners fan, I mean, every year we have great seasons, great hype, great players, just not a playoff team. Got to say it. Even when we had, like, the most wins, whatever, you know, we're, I mean, yeah. I, I know that pain, Maple Leafs fans. I know that pain. <laughs> Well, we've had two, yeah. two good runs in the playoffs. I mean, like 95 and 97. I don't even know. I don't follow the Mariners Yeah, anymore.
2: well, the Maple Leaves are like those Canadian teams. I mean, in the NHL, they have a lot of extra weight on them because it's like it's their sport, you know. Uh, I, yeah. I always, you know, feel like they have a little extra pride as the Canadian teams. And I mean, Toronto has spent a lot. I guess the Mariners have spent some money over the years, but they've spent a lot of money on that team. And that's like, yeah, this shouldn't be happening. So it's, it's fun almost, to watch.
0: It's right. It's almost like the Cowboys because they're like expected to do well. I mean, they got Geo at the end of the season. Like yeah. everything was set up. And I want to say they went up like two nothing in that series or something. And you're like, all right. Like, yeah, Kyle, I'll put it to you this way. If they had won that series, I feel confident they could have won the Stanley Cup. But they just can't get out of that round.
1: Dang, stuff like that is interesting in sports like you see like i I don't know if i believe in curses next necessarily but there is something to that i would love to know like in the afterlife if that could be explained to me that'd be cool because there's weird things like that just like oh you know whatever like the buckeyes never win at ann arbor or something like you know there's just weird like things that teams can't surmount for whatever reason
0: i mean look at the seahawks and like the niners like the Niners were by far a better team last year, but the Seahawks can just beat them. Yeah, like they just find a way. Yeah, but the Seahawks can't beat the Rams, and then it's like the Niners have the Rams' number. I'm just like, I'm with you. That stuff it's just kind of weird. Like, how does that happen every year?
1: Well, and honestly, yeah, the same way. Even with Boston College and Notre Dame, Notre Dame is always a better football team, and somehow Boston College always beat them. And so they just stopped playing them. There's like it's too much. It's too hard on our schedule. And we don't make any money, you know. So the BC stadium small. So it's like, there are just weird things like that. Yeah. <laughs> just Mastable. had to get that in there for any Notre Dame fans listening.
0: <laughs> Dude, I've told you before, I remember being in like seventh or eighth grade. It's one of those Saturday night games and Boston college beats Notre Dame on like a last second field goal. I mean, right. This is like ugh, probably like mid nineties or something. And even at that age, I hated Notre Dame football. It's like, this is great. The real Catholics won this time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, baby. That's why we're friends, Ted. One of many reasons, but we see the world the same way.
0: Uh, All right. So the NBA on Sunday, they have two game sevens, right? I'm like, this is going to be great. They both sucked. Like they were both blowouts.
1: Like, Dude. Well, I got to say for the NFL this year, we got like incredible playoffs like week after week after week. So, I mean, wait, so who's in the, who's in the final or who's in the playoffs?
0: So the Eastern Conference Finals is Boston and Miami, and the Western Conference Finals is uh, Golden State and Dallas. But oh, okay. Phoenix, Phoenix was the best team all year. They won sixty-four games. The Suns, and then on Sunday, man, I don't know, if, Matt, you clicked on it at all? I mean, they just yep. laid a game. I mean, it they was like, so really, bad,
2: I couldn't oh, believe it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I turned it on at halftime. It was like, oh, f- this. I'm going back to hockey. I keep doing yeah, I got to thank you guys cool. for telling me about that
1: Suns guy. Uh, a couple, like maybe three weeks ago, a guy was wearing a Suns jersey, and I just go, Suns in four. And he's like, I got all pumped up. <laughs> all right.
0: So the other reason I'm bringing this up, though, is do you guys know the basketball player Patrick Beverly? Pat Bev? I've heard the name, but I didn't think i yeah. out of the crowd. All right, so he's like, he's one of those basketball players. He's like a role player, uh, supposed to be like a defensive stopper. But part of his game is he just annoys the crap out of people, right? So Chris Paul that plays for the Suns, he has a real thing for like hatred for Chris Paul. So on on Monday, the day after Chris Paul and the Suns absolutely didn't show up and get beat in the playoffs, he's on ESPN morning shows talking about how Chris Paul sucks. He called him a cone. He's like, you know, when you're running drills, and the cone just stands there and you dribble around him. He's like a cone.
1: Oof. Wow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: CP can't guard nobody, man. Oh, dang it. It just, yeah. CP can't guard nobody, man. Everybody in the NBA know that. He's a cone. Give him the Ben Simmons slander.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. So a lot of people got mad at, at uh, Beverly, Patrick Beverly, Pat Ben for saying this stuff. But then it's like, I guess my question to you guys is, and like we see it with musical artists too. It's kind of tough like, He's still, he's not a commentator. He still plays. He's coming from the angle of like what people talk about in the locker room. So it's like, I don't know. I guess it's kind of a double edge. like, what is that line? And like, what do people want to hear from a player? Like, is he supposed to just be nice to everybody?
1: Dude, I think I got two levels. One, you know, he's a competitor. They are still in a competition. So saying that just gets the guy more pissed off for next year. It's not like the competition ends the last day of the last game of this season. He's already preparing for next season. So I personally like the technique. Now he's already under that guy's skin and, you know, it's going to help him out in their game next year. As far as is there a line? That's a good question. I mean, there is respect amongst pros or there should be, but I mean, the flip side, you know, a little bit of trash talk. If it's part of your strategy, then I think it's mostly permissible and And I think people get too caught up on like how you're supposed to act. It's an entertainment product at the end of the day. That's what pays their salaries is people paying attention. That makes people pay attention to more, you know, Kylie Jenner needs to have some drama. If she's just crossing T's and dotting I's, we're not going to pay attention. You know what I mean? Like you got to get Kim in there. You got to get Kanye freaking out, whatever. Like, otherwise you just don't get the eyeballs in this day and age. So I say entertainment product, I'm rubber stamping it. What do you guys think?
2: Matt? Well, I mean, I really like the you said it was on ESPN, Ted.
0: Yeah, he was on like uh, get up and then he was on like first take.
2: Okay, so he, he, was, been, well, he was doing he the right TV. This was some random podcast that got a little conversational and inside, and then next thing you know, it's headline news. This is like he's uh, going he's on, out of his way.
0: Yeah, he's on ESPN on their morning show. Love basically that. calling dude a bitch.
2: I, I mean, I love it. I mean, so you know this day and age has its uh, pros and cons, but I would definitely say some of the pros are the entertainment value, the access to this sort of stuff. And, you know, I mean, I, th- I think it's super fun. Uh, who knows if he's trying to make headway in a post playing career in broadcasting. Um, you know, all these guys are trying to build brands post retirement or a lot of them, you know? And so you know, whatever his motives, though, that's a, that's a fun move. I've been watching Young Rock. Uh, and it's all about, you know, pro wrestling back in the 80s. And it's just like, I love the show. I love a show. So, yeah, bring it, Pat Bev. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess, I don't know. I Like, here's the problem is that there's so much access, right? And there's all these shows. So, it's like, part of me is like, well, you had him on there. Like, you scheduled him on the perfect day. You know him and and Chris Paul don't get along. Like, he fouled him last year to end, like, a series with him. Like, just a dirty, cheap shot, like, shoving the back. But also, it's like, is Pat Bev crossing a line? Because it's like, what what players say in a locker room is completely different than what a commentator says. But, like, isn't that stuff supposed to be, like, kind of stay in the locker room?
1: I hear what you're saying. I mean, I think, one, you're right. That producer knew what they were doing. You know, they didn't bring him in on that day by accident. But, uh... I, I would subscribe to the war of attrition. You know, like let's say uh, this, uh, what's this dude's name?
0: Patrick Beverly. Everybody calls him Pat Bev.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, let's say Pat Bev is not as good as this guy or wants some kind of an edge or whatever. I mean, at that elite level, these people are being said by things the way of a human hair. You know, I mean, it is truly like not even a game of inches, it's a game of millimeters. And so, if he can say something that makes this guy, you know, miss, two three-pointers or one three-pointer every time they play. I mean, that's a, you know, 12-point swing, whatever. Like, I, I get it. So I think at that level, you know, as long as it's not like a dirty play in a game, you know, or where someone could be potentially get injured or it's, you know, against the rules, heavily frowned upon, I would say fair game, entertainment product. Um, that's my stance. I'm sticking to it.
0: Yeah, I guess I just kind of agree with a lot of people. It just felt like it teetered into like, all right, you hate Chris Paul. We get it. Like, it was like, this is going from like a player's analysis, just like, you don't like the dude. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it
1: just felt mean. <laughs> dude, I also should mention, I have not seen the clip and that's why people yeah, who listen to this podcast often hate me is because I'll comment on stuff that I literally have no business talking about like this. So, you know, I don't know, man. <laughs> All right,
0: I'm betting on the stock market.
1: Yeah, I know, dude, yeah, what the, like, t- we got me talking sports, and somehow Ted talking Dow Jones, like, where did this thing, we are a wealth of misinformation, you know what we need to do, we need to stay in our lane and make some good recommendations, we could be picking, you know, you could be making, um like, uh, betting picks for people, and I could be making stock picks, and all of a sudden, all the listeners could be making millions, but instead, we've decided to reverse roles, and, you know, now you and I are giving nutrition and health and fitness tips, and we just have Matt sitting on his hands over
0: there. Uh, uh, before we go to break i will mention the preakness uh preakness is this weekend i believe yeah the second uh race of the triple crown just i just want everybody to remember because you've probably never been to maryland or baltimore like the preakness pimlico is in the hood it's in a bad section of town and that infield is chaos i mean just insanity I know so many people that went and like, and the stories were always either I passed out before the actual race, we saw a fight, uh, somebody got stuck in mud. I mean, the stories <laughs> from that, but it's just so fancy. It's like Churchill Downs. It's like everybody in fancy hats. It's like, oh, it's Churchill Downs. It's <laughs> like at Pimlico, they try to make it look nice, but it's like you have no idea what's going on on the inside of that place, man. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like that Miami F one race. <laughs> You can't even see the horse. Oh, shit. I almost forgot. I read an article uh, in the English newspaper, like Europeans were like, they were, they were calling them the fake boats and fake water. They were like, it was the fry festival of F1 races.
1: Oh my God. The fire <laughs> festival. It totally was <laughs> cool. dude. Wait. And, and, uh, I, I know I looked after you guys told me that I looked up like 20 <laughs> images and whatever. I went deep on that. And it's crazy. It was like a high res graphic on plywood. Um, dude. So, uh, Before we get off of the Preakness, though, Ted, you have some inside local knowledge. I really have only been to Maryland maybe a handful of times, never done anything, anything in my life related to horse racing. Is it true that like locally it's known as the Freakness because it's so crazy at the Preakness?
0: Oh, I mean, I'm sure if I went to college, maybe people called it that, but I don't know. That's the rumor I heard and I was like, Jesus, that does sound rowdy. Like, yeah, like I've been to Pimlico to see races, but I've never actually been to the Preakness. Like it was one of those things. And like, you got to get, you got to get there super early. And then uh, all the local kids would steal grocery carts and they would stand because you got to wait in line. And they'd be like, hey, do you want us to push all your beer and stuff in? And then on the way out, they would push out like drunk people. And eventually the the grocery stores were just like, all right, look, just stop stealing the carts. Just bring them back on Pimlico day. (laughs) Just, all right. I mean, it was like, seriously, like, because when I moved, when I lived with all those guys in Baltimore and went to Hopkins, like they went every year and they were like, Oh yeah, man. Some kid will roll up when you get off the bus, just put all your beer in his, in his grocery cart, give him like 20 bucks and you're good to go. But seriously, awesome. I mean, I have so many friends. So I was like, how was Preakness? Like, I don't know, man. Like, did you bet on any horses? Like I never saw a horse. I was in the infield. Like I passed out for three hours, woke up and we were going home. <laughs> It just sounds like a giant sloppy party. It sounds fun, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I would now, as an adult, like, well, the other thing too was like in DC, there was a big rock station called DC 101. So, like, as I got older, they would always have the DC 101 chili cook off, and my buddy's dad worked for Budweiser, so we would go to that because we knew we could get hooked up with beer tickets.
2: <laughs> that's what's up. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I want to get off this topic, but also on that note, we're down there one year. It is hot as hell, right? It's like hot and humid. And I don't know what happens, but we see this dude get punched. Keep in mind, we're like 19 or 20. So we're underage drinking at this event. This dude gets punched, falls straight back, busts his head open on the, uh, on the street, right? Because you're right on get which street that is, but you look at the behind the stage is the nation's is the uh, capital. Oh, so wow. the dude falls over and blood starts just like squirting out of the back of his head. We all freak out, and there one the one buddy we're with, like he tears off chasing the dude, and we're like, what? And he just takes off and then we're like, oh, so then like medical shows up, the dude in the ground's okay. And me and my other buddy are like, all right, we're not supposed to be drinking. Let's get away from this. So our other buddy's gone for like half an hour. He shows back up and we're like, did you chase the dude down? And he's like, yeah, man, the cops joined in the chase and we're like jumping the turnstile at the Metro. And we got the guy before he got on a train. And I'm like, did they ask you any questions? He goes, I realized as I was talking to the cops that I was drunk and this was bad. So then I ran and they just didn't chase me. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's like he helped, but he was also in the act of committing his own crime. <laughs>
1: That's rad, man. That's, I mean, that comes back to the age old advice, you know, only break one law at a time.
0: Uh, all right. With that, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a minute. All right, welcome back. Thanks as always to our sponsors. We appreciate it, but not you, Brown. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> we have about that, dude. Nice. <laughs> I, I think I might keep this vendetta up against Brown University for the rest of my life now for no oh, reason yeah. at all. Dude, F, F. Brown, man. They're
1: living off the legacy of Prince. I've been saying it for years now. Uh, all right. Miami Jake, just wanted to chime in on the Miami Grand Prix you guys discussed uh, an episode or two ago. Incredibly cool event, and the city was buzzing in the week leading up to the race. However, I feel like they missed the mark with the track location. I get why they couldn't uh, make the event a street race. The streets in Miami Beach and downtown are far too narrow to design a track for. But wrapping the track around Hard Rock Stadium, 20 minutes out of town, was kind of underwhelming to me feels like there could have been a better solution. I'm far more excited for the potential of the Las Vegas race in 2023 as the track runs right down the strip. I feel like Miami uh, lost out on a lot of that X factor that Vegas is going to capitalize on by having the event featuring what makes the city unique. Just my two cents, Miami Jake.
0: Yeah. And it was the first year they had it. I don't know. I don't know if you could run it down South beach. Like I, in theory, it seemed like a good idea. I will say this, the, the the it was unbelievable the amount of people that were there and people are fired up for it but yeah the, the course was a little <clears throat> i don't use this word a ton but wonky and yeah like i thought i i was like oh these fake boats are cool but apparently a lot of f1 people are like this was a bad attempt to be monaco yeah
1: <laughs> i mean it felt like you know I mean, Monaco is so beautiful and there's all these power yachts in the harbor. They're racing through these idyllic, tiny European streets. And then this was like the Americanized version, you know? It was like, just like the bleached hair, like sunglasses, Guy Fieri version, which actually I shouldn't say that because I have a ton of respect for Guy Fieri after the pandemic, but you know what I mean? It was just, it was so American. It was like American cheese versus like real, you know, like classic European, like amazing French cheese or something. So you know, it it did do us a lot of favors in a, the eyes of the world. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> I watched a uh cop do me a favor. Try to sit a little more still. You're kind of coming in and out. Uh I did. I, I I tell everybody this all the time. Sunday nights on History. Watch the foods that built America. I watched one on craft and American cheese, and it's like, I, like you watch it and you're like, huh? Maybe we should stop crapping on all this, like it was like a good way for people to get like dairy products in their system and stuff. And like people had to eat calories. Yeah. I don't know. We, I go back and forth with people on this all the time. Like thrills. Like I don't like American cheese. I gonna keep real cheese. Like I think I keep American slices in my fridge at all time. Like to me, if you're making like a breakfast sandwich or like an old school burger, like American cheese, just where it's at. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I like American cheese. I, I, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I end up, I don't know. My girlfriend's into cheese, so we have a lot of different kinds, but I hear you on that.
0: Yeah, like American, like I'm not going to sit around and just eat a craft single. Is like if I have a block of cheddar or Parmesan or uh, features, you know what I mean? You'll like cut off a couple hunks, but I'm just like, man, American cheese definitely has its place.
1: Ted, I guess, you know, the reason I'm sitting here sort of dumbfounded, I, I'm, I'm surprised that, you would go to bat for American cheese being one of the building blocks of America, but completely ignore and discredit the dollar 50 Costco hot dog and drink.
0: (laughs) You're trying like, you keep trying to make this work, man. Like, listen, everybody agrees cost analysis. It's a great value. It's one of the greatest values in America, but as far as, Fast food products, go. That's a terrible choice.
2: Yeah, he didn't completely (laughs) discredit it. He left it off best fast food items in America list. (laughs) It was a cornerstone. I mean, (laughs)
0: as the kids would say, I'm not sure you understood the assignment. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, We got another email here.
1: Um, Oh, dude. Yeah, I saw this one when it came in cedro woolly wrestling Cobb. you're not lying about woolly wrestling dude i knew somebody i'm ted i just want to say it real quick as an aside i knew somebody out there would hear me dude they seriously i thought it was crazy but i was like i swear to god they just have this like this reputation where just you hear about the town of cedro woolly and you just know like wrestling world class wrestling okay let's see what they had to say Cobb, you're not lying about woolly wrestling I went there and graduated in 2004. The wrestling team got second place in state my freshman year and then went on to win state the next six years in a row. We were the top wrestling team in the nation that couldn't recruit and had dream duels against teams from Japan. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Teams from Japan, boys. Uh, There was nothing better than having a gym packed, and I mean packed, the light off with just the spotlight on over the mat and wrestling one-on-one with crowd going wild. So much fun. Anyway, thanks for the laugh to the best podcast in the land. Tin Man.
0: All the land. All the land. (laughs) I was about to say, DeMath had a good program, but we can recruit the best wrestlers from the DMV. (laughs) (laughs) Dude,
1: I knew I was not alone in that. I was like, I swear to God, like Cedro just had this impeccable. Okay, perfect. Good.
0: I mean, that's kind of how wrestling is, though, right? Because I want to say, what's it? Iowa is like the top wrestling program in the country and it's like yeah you need kind of those like smaller towns corn fed boys like they'll get it done
1: dude you need those guys i'll tell you the formula okay you need those guys who've been bucking hay bales for their dad out in the field their whole life because they can just throw people you know like it really is that like Throwing hay bales onto a truck, motion where you could just toss guys. You get those hands that are just like like rebar, you know, just like wiry from doing farm work. Not like uh, you know Matt up there on the plateau, whatever he was up to, or me <laughs> over in Juanita. You know what I mean? Like we're soft, dude. Look at my Eastside hands,
2: boys. Yeah, dude, Eastside boys. Eastside like side look, boys, we have a
1: reputation, and it is not for that. Like my hands have very few calluses, but I think you know there's a lot of rural areas in Washington, and I don't know. What made your wool so special? It was something in the water, but dude, you talk about corn bed boys. Like, yeah, they know what they're doing up there.
0: Sometimes it's just having the right program. Right. So, I mean, even though it's a small town and small area, if you have the right coach that runs the right program. Like it just, it just works. You know, I've seen specials on, uh, on Kenya and stuff. And it's like, people go there to train and everything. It's like, they're just great at long distance running. Like there's just something about that area or, you know, I mean, you look at, hell, look at PG County in basketball, right? Like, I was going through the list the other day. Like, <laughs> there's so many, like, uh, and it, I mean, there's a bunch of DeMatha guys. But besides that, there's a bunch of dudes from PG County that just, just ball out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you do get concentrations like that. And I don't know, it's just always interesting. But iron sharpens iron, you know?
0: For sure. Uh, all right, well, let's check in with what's next. Hey, hey what's
1: good? What's man?
0: Uh, before we get to what's happening, hey, 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 what's good? What's man? Check out what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's man? Uh, before we get to what's happening, hey, guys. what's good? What's man? Check out with what's
2: happening. Uh, it's a pretty relaxing weekend, I would say. Um, I got a couple things done. Um and took a couple naps, but for the most part, you know, <laughs> nice. played a couple rounds of golf. Like I was saying on the break to Cobb, it is pretty pretty warm down here right now. And so you gotta get out early in the morning, but it was still like a hundred by the time we finished, and you know, you're just that boiling frog out there. Like you get out there, it's 80, you know, you're like, it's fine, even though it's very early for 80. And then by the time you finish, it's 100. And it was just like, I need to go nap. Like, this is great. I love a nap. It's just I don't do them very often. But score one for naps. It was, I mean, I was, I wouldn't say I was, I was pretty high, but I wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like I passed out. I was just like regular high. I mean, I was golfing high, you know, it's not like. But it was, uh, yeah, I was, it was an awesome weekend. Uh, I did manage to, I got behind,
0: I will say naps too. Like, it's just weird. I feel like after you get over like a certain age, like you just have stuff to do on the weekend, whether it's fun stuff, hanging out with friends or, or just stuff you got to get done around the house. So like, right. To have a day where you can just actually like take a nap and not sweat it like that is That is pretty nice.
2: Yeah. So my whole to-do list I got to knock out on Thursday. I had enough clients reschedule it. Some hours opened up and I was able to get an oil change, a car wash, and a haircut. Three things I was planning on doing the week I got COVID, which was like now three weeks I was overdue on all those things. And the hair hair was killing me. And then I had one scheduled and my guy's kid got COVID. And so I had to go find a new guy. I was like, I'll see you in a couple of weeks, normal dude. But like (laughs) you've earned my repeat business, but I'm in a pinch here and I'm going down the street. Uh, You know, I will do what the last guy did. Uh, So, yeah, uh, that was good to get that productiveness out of the way so I could just, yeah, really lounge around. I think I did one load of laundry all weekend and, you know, yeah, golfed, napped, Watch playoff hockey. Grill. Yeah,
0: I mean, that Thrilled. was the all, all star of the weekend. Was the NHL,
2: dude? Oh my god! And I mean, the Kings lost, but what a series! Um, and you know, it, it, they exceeded expectations this year. I can't watch Kings games down here because they're all on ESPN Plus and they're all local blackouts. Uh, as a streamer. <laughs> You know, the NHL ESPN plus I watched more crack regular season games than Kings. I wasn't going out of my way, but during the playoffs, they were all on. And it was a lot of fun to watch. I keep up with them on uh, online and stuff. So, yeah, it was uh, it was fun to just have all that game seven action, sudden death. I mean, it's just unreal. So the yeah, flipping over and seeing the basketball, I was like, this is great for hockey. So, um, yeah. yeah, I just I thought it was a great weekend, but very chill.
0: Yeah, in May, like, I always forget, like, between the playoffs and, like, I watched, like, an IndyCar race. I
2: was like, all right, May, I see you. You got sports. We got F1 and the PGA Championship this week. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, I saw that. (laughs) Oh, that's all right. I messed up on Saturday night. It's, like, 1030. I'm like, I'm just going to go to bed. I feel pretty tired. And I was like, ah, do I have eggs? I got to get up at 530. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. There's no race this weekend. I have to get up for nothing.
2: it's so weird that it's every other week that as an f1 fan that is the most like unnerving part of it it's just yeah trying to keep track of when the hell it's actually happening
0: well and they'll they'll catch up when like now they're back over in europe so you'll have consistent like you'll have some weeks back to back and then they take off like three weeks in the summer and then it's uh I was gonna say right because you got the Spanish GP this weekend and then Monaco. But yeah, they take off some weeks in the summer, then in the fall it's pretty consistent.
2: Okay. Yeah, I mean I'm on board. Um, you know, yeah, I I love F1, so that's looking forward to that this weekend. Um, and that's why I yeah. watched
0: that IndyCar race because they were at the at the 500, but they were doing a Grand Prix through like the middle of it.
2: Oh really okay
0: yeah and I was like, oh, they're making left and right turns and it's a grand treat. I'll watch this <laughs>
2: <laughs> You got
1: me
0: <laughs> uh, all right, well I guess it's about that time.
2: come topic topic
1: All right, Ted, I'm gonna ask you to pick a direction for us here. Do you want to do the best or the worst? Worst. Okay, boys. Cop topic this week. Well, I've been doing a little bit of travel. Uh, obviously, I was up in, in Seattle. And uh, I don't know, airport security, just it was crazy. I had to run from my plane, whatever. It's not really that relevant. But when you're traveling, obviously, you see a lot of people waiting at their gates. And you can kind of get a vibe for where they're headed. And the Seattle gate, always notorious. I just There's a Seattle look. I just—I know that plane's going to Seattle without even looking at the little uh, board that says where that flight's going. I mean, it's, it's unmistakable. I could do it. I could get 100 out of 100. Anyway, um, you said you wanted to do worst, right? Worst. Okay. So my question this week is, what is the worst state in the U.S. and why? Feel free to email us, literally the word email at thepodcast.com. Uh, I would say you have a pretty good chance we'll read it on air because we had two emails this week. Um, what's the worst US state
0: and why? Uh, I mean, I don't have a ton of experience there, but I would say Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> but I immediately would call out the fourth most
1: populous state and piss off a lot of loud people. Nice, <laughs> Ted.
0: Power move. Power move. Tell us why. I mean, I've only ever driven through it, and like this, a lot of people, if you live on the West Coast, you wouldn't know this, but like Ohio is just kind of flat, a lot of farmland, old car factories, and you're gonna get a ticket. I mean, it's like Dude, a joke. I- like you're gonna get a ticket. And every time we've driven through Ohio, we've gotten a ticket. Yeah, I always say Ohio's number one export is people. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people. Outside of Atlanta, I kind of hate on Georgia, but I haven't spent enough time in Georgia, so it's hard, to, it's hard to say.
2: I hear that. Mateus, any insights for us? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the ones I've been to. Um, you know, I, did, I passed through Delaware. That wasn't much, um, but apparently a lot of corporations oh, are based out yeah. of there. They got some nice tax loopholes or something called. Yeah, Do you know anything about too. that? Okay, so Delaware it- is out.
0: Delaware has good beaches, but yeah, Delaware is not super exciting. Right.
2: But what's the deal with the corporations wanting to? Uh,
0: there's no tax. There's no
1: tax. And they're okay. very pro corporation in their um, court system.
2: Oh, okay. Cool. Um, you know, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop on. Florida sounds miserable to me. They got snakes, they got spiders, it's humid. It's not they got great golf. I mean, that is where most of the PGA tour guys live. They got Michael Jordan's private course down there. I mean, you know, it's, it's next level, you know, but uh the humidity, the snakes, the spiders, and then also it's gotten great. I was listening to a thing about how crowded it's gotten over the pandemic. Like they've had a real surge of people. Their number one import yeah. right now is people. And I don't. I don't want anything to do with that. So you know, uh, yeah, I would say Florida, and they'll be underwater soon enough.
0: <laughs> don't Florida's- call it the gunshine state for nothing. Yeah, Florida's just weird too. Is it's so many different states in one state? Like, yeah, Miami is completely different than Orlando. But even like Jacksonville is like deep Georgia. Like to me, that doesn't count as Florida. Like it. It's it's literally like three different states, and then the Gulf Coast, like. Cobb, you've been down there. I mean, the Gulf Coast, we, you know, it's fun to call it the Redneck Riviera, but it is beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of
1: rednecks. (laughs) Yeah. It's cool. And then Florida also has like swamp people and stuff. I mean, yeah, I've, I've had a lot, I've spent a lot of time in, in the state of Florida. And, you know, everything you guys are saying is true. I mean, Florida, man, is a real thing. There's a lot of, a lot of convicts down there, a lot of good athletes, cool people. I don't know, man. Florida is a real mixed bag real mixed bag. I mean, you can be, you know, with the with the top of the top down in Miami, you can be with the lowest of the low and I don't even want to say what city, but like they got some, you know, I mean, yeah, I I don't know, dude. I'm going to get in trouble. No comment.
0: Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. this is you could easily say Florida on your right. Like, look, I've been to Disney world on July 4th weekend. Terrible thunderstorms, humidity, like you're on like the little fake ferry ride across the way. And it's like, what is that? It's like, oh, that's just two snakes following the boat. Yeah. I mean, like you're not wrong, but also like there is a lot of cool stuff in Florida. So it's like Florida could easily Yeah, I'm trying to think of how to explain this. I, I, I don't know. Florida could either be the best or the worst, right? Like, is she is she pretty or is she sexy? <laughs> Florida's a choose your own adventure. That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure oh man all right we're gonna stop there because i'm a cop i got some thoughts of florida there and get me in trouble and i don't want to name towns like we might know somebody that lives in one
2: all right wow <laughs> for the record i'm not saying i couldn't have a good time there
0: yeah i i know me and miles always argue about this because he's like i love that city i love that town i'm like yeah because you went and played golf in the native steakhouse That's not a great example. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) It's like, for me, I'm like, Tennessee was fun, but it's like I spent the weekend at a a game in Knoxville. So it's like, it's hard. I I wouldn't say like, go live in Knoxville. It's great. Right.
1: (laughs) Totally. I think people have a bias towards highly recommending anywhere they've traveled to. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but they're always like, (laughs) it was amazing. You
0: (laughs) got to go there. Yeah. There is. Yeah. I will say this. Oh man, I'm gonna catch heat for this one, but like if I I would send people to Ben before I'd send them to Spokane, <laughs> oh yeah,
2: oh yeah,
1: that's yeah, Clearly.
2: oh man, 100%. If I like them,
0: <laughs> right.
2: Right, even people I'm... from Spokane get
1: that,
0: man. <laughs> oh, all right, there you go. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, I mean, those guys will be sunburned because it'll be hot this weekend. I'll probably still be rain-soaked. But either way, we'll be back uh, for MCTP for Cobb. I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.